Welcome to Growing Steady, the show where we help online creators like you build a calm business, one that's predictable, profitable, and peaceful. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program, and Teachery, an online course platform for designers. Join us each week as we help you reach your business goals without sacrificing your well-being in the process. Slow and steady is the way we do things around here, baby. All right, cinnamon rollers, that's you. Let's get into the show. It's our second episode <laughs> with our new intro. Have you gotten used to it yet? And our or do you new miss the music. old one? For those of you who have not uh, heard us talk about this yet, for some reason, you jumped to this episode before last episode where we announced our new podcast name, our new podcast art. Yes. How many renditions of the podcast art do you think you've done? The latest one? Yeah, yeah. Just the oh, final versions. one. Oh, yeah, versions. Yeah. yeah, like 10. No, not true. Not true. I've seen at least 30. No, you haven't. I've seen uh, a coral stroke. I've seen a yellow stroke. I've seen a green stroke. Those are all different versions, ma'am. I've seen a white background. Uh... This, there's a lot of differences. I have a lot of respect for people who design podcast art. Yeah. There's a lot you're trying to cram into that little square. You are. And you're like, how does it show up in the feed? How does it look? Also, uh, we didn't talk about it last episode, but I think it was uh, a good choice for us to stick with our signature blue. Okay. So well, that, that was a big discussion around yeah. here because I really wanted, I know for me personally, I've listened to podcasts and when they like change the cover art and it's like yeah. a completely different color. It's hard to. The funny thing is like you adapt very quickly, but that moment of jarring. Of, change like, is hard. I'm not used to seeing this. So we, like we stuck with the signature blue. Yeah. Um, we hope that you're okay with everything. Yeah. Um, you got to evolve. You got to allow yourself to evolve. That's one of our cabrandments. Sure. And um, in case you're wondering to yourself, Caroline, your voice sounds a little different. Yeah. That's because. I did have a little cold. You did, yeah. And I... I had some food poisoning. Yeah, yeah. In the past week, as of recording this, Jason has had food poisoning. Which, a great way to lose some weight, just if you're trying to just, you know, <laughs> you know, do just that. Get, yeah, and I had a little cold. Yeah. And thankfully, it didn't last very long, and it wasn't, you know... COVID, I will say, but. it is one of those things when you, you know, you're in the thick of, especially what I was dealing with, which was like, couldn't stand up, would have yeah. to run to the toilet vomiting uh for those of you who are curious which way it was going um <laughs> if just boy when you feel good again you're like this feels great i, I really need to just like enjoy this moment because man it is debilitating when you literally can't get up out of bed and it really gives me you know the whole time i'm laying there for like two days i'm i can barely watch anything just because like i have a little bit of a headache probably have a fever i'm just like man people with a chronic illness i, I know i give you all so much credit for being able to like get up and get out of bed every day i know we are sending lots of love to all of our chronic illness listeners out there because we can't even imagine the battle that you have to fight on a daily basis and the yeah. energy that it takes to do that and um yeah like jason said there's nothing that makes you more grateful for your health than when you feel less than optimal thankfully i'm feeling a, like I'm over the hump still yeah. not a hundred not a yeah, hundo yeah. not quite a hundo not quite a hundo but um you know it kind of parlays a, a nice segue into the topic of this episode which is well hold on sure. I have two housekeeping excuse oh, oh, you oh, 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 excuse oh. you keep the house go ahead are you the podcast producer no I, I don't know talent who's... oh I'm you the show talent. up I'm and the you talent. just have to like okay Bello, Where's my craft bello, services? Bello out things. Where's Crafty's my craft over there. Crafty's you over there. You just had crafty. It was yogurt and granola. <laughs> uh, two two housekeeping items. Okay. Number one, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, or maybe you did and you didn't do it yet, 
If you go to podcast.wanderinginfo.com, either on mobile, on the web, uh, we now have a place for you to add a little voice memo. If you want to leave us a little voice memo, a little question you want us to answer on a future episode, uh, we'll just kind of collect those Mm -hmm. as you have thoughts or ideas as a listener. So feel free to do that. Uh, It gives you, I think, two minutes of recording time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't dawdle around. You need to submit your question quickly. And I will be happy to tell you my uh, cinnamon roll recipe in a full episode, if that's what you're asking. <laughs> but feel free to use that podcast. Also, if you're, like, com. if you're like me and you get really nervous yeah. of like leaving voicemail, voicemails or nice. memos or anything, it will allow you to listen to your thing back before, before you, you submit. It. Yeah. And you so, can start over. And it's, you can start over nice and, and you can do it as many times as you need to if you're a little bit of a nervous Nancy like me. A nervous Nancy. I don't know. I just made it up. Okay, fantastic. Second housekeeping item. The people have spoken. And by the people, I mean me, uh, want a creamy update. They want to know <laughs> how our life has changed or not. Right. Since it was about a month ago that we decided to embark on this creamy journey. I Okay. And if you don't cremosa, know what this is. Cremosa. If you don't know what this is, this is the ice cream maker. It's like a little personal pint ice cream maker. And we I brought it up here kind of out of the blue on the podcast. And we kind of uh, chatted about it, decided if we were going to do it. How has it been? Scale of one to 10. One being like, that's the worst thing we've ever purchased. Why do we do this? 10 being, you were, you were right. This is amazing. I should let you purchase anything you want. Go ahead. I don't think you're going to like my answer. Oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Go ahead. The words that you're saying are, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And the facial expression yeah. you're giving me are, that's not fine. Go ahead. Mm. I would give it a 6.5. Interesting. Okay, and here's why. Okay, yeah, lay it on me. The, the, in the pro column, things I absolutely love. First of all, as a device, I think it does exactly what it says it's going to do. Very so like, well made. Very well made. Yeah. It, it definitely, it's not one of those where you're like, you kind of got scammed on the internet where you get the thing and you're like this. You got influenced. Yeah, it's not one of those. It does the thing it's supposed to do. And I love that. The other thing I love about it is that you love it. Yeah. And I love seeing the childlike joy on your face when you decide that it's, as you lovingly say, creamy time. It's creamy time, Okay, baby. and I love that for you and because I, I love Usually you. I yell from the kitchen, who wants to get creamy? And Which is also, just a fun thing to be able to yell. I do love the flavor combinations you come up with. I love tasting them. It's fantastic. But here's the rub for me uh-huh. personally. I am not someone who is very sweets driven. I'm a savory gal. I'm not a sweets gal. Yeah. Okay. So when I look back and I'm like, now I've integrated a, in like a food item in my day that is not unhealthy because you like make it with like natural ingredients and whatever, Yeah. but it's, no one's going to say that it's healthy. It's not leaning toward the health side it's of the It's a bunch of sugar that I didn't have in my daily well, let's, intake. Let's just, be honest. I yeah. don't know. I'm just saying like when we say sugar, it's not granulated sugar. No, no, no. I understand. It's sugar from dates or it's a sweetener totally. from stevia. Absolutely. So, and I clear. understand that it could yeah. be worse yeah. sugar-wise and health-wise. Now the mix-ins do have a little bit of sugar. I will give you credit there. Yeah. Because now we need mix-ins and yeah. now we need to buy a couple more sugary things that we didn't have before, which does increase the joy of it. Yeah. But if we're just talking about on on an almost daily basis i've had i had to have a serious conversation with jason and said i i can only do a creamy every other day i can't do this every day now here's the thing can i uh are you done with your prosecution um (laughs) does the prosecution rest (laughs) so all that being said yes um i the only reason that i don't give it a more a higher score is because i'm a little bit concerned that i have now uh i've incurred a health cost that I that is not being outweighed by the 
the positive that I get from it because I'm a savory gal. Fantastic. Okay. So the prosecution, the prosecution rests. Rest. The defense may approach the bench. Hello. Welcome. You all know what ice cream is, correct? Um, this is me talking to the jury. Who are you listeners? I give it a 10. 100%. This device does exactly what it says it's going to do. Does it well. And like, yes, it does take longer to make your own ice cream, but it doesn't take like an hour of putting it in an ice cream mixer. I don't even know how long ice cream mixers take, but it, it takes two minutes for it to make the ice cream right. once you have left it in the freezer for 24 hours to freeze. Mm-hmm. Um, I My personal favorite part of this, absolute favorite part, if I buy a little pint of Ben and Jerry's, the whole pint is basically like 900 calories, sometimes over a thousand calories. Now I'm not going to eat a whole pint of ice cream for sure, but I'm probably going to eat half of it almost every time I sit down to do it. When I make a creamy, it's like 400 calories at max for the whole thing. If I eat the whole thing. Totally. So what I love about it is that like for someone like me who loves sweets. And that's the difference. Is I can make one of these and I've now, I've probably made 15 of them, 20 of them at this point, nine different vanillas or so. I think we finally hit on a great vanilla recipe. Sure did. Um, which also has protein in it, which I like that I'm getting a little bit more protein in a snack uh, that's that's sweet and savory. But again, my point is to like, I'll make one of these. We'll put it together. I give you one scoop. We've determined you're a one scoop gal. I'm that's a one enough scoop for you, gal. Which is probably like, a hun- like less than 100 calories. Yeah. Minus if we're adding little like cookies or something on top. But I like that even if I eat half of it, it's 200 calories. And then adding in like a couple little accoutrement is like maybe another 100 calories on top of it. I, for me personally, I'm like, this is a win. This is a huge win because I love snacking and I love delicious things. So with the way that bell curves work and sliding scales of uh, test scores, yes. because I give it a 10 and you give it a six and a half, it is ends it... up at an eight and a half. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I just yeah. need everyone to know. Okay. I think six and a half was too low. Okay. I do. Because think... you're now thinking about how delicious some of them are, like the butter no, pecan. No, no, actually. And that is delicious. Yeah. The delicious score is not what raises it and they are delicious, but yeah. I'm just telling you, this is how much the sweets does not affect me. For you. you know how like emotions in general don't register for you? No. Okay. I don't well, know that. <laughs> sweets don't register with me okay and so but what i am raising the score for is is i can just see the joy on your face right now yeah and i think that that is worth it i think so too is just you having something that you really enjoy and you know if you are someone who loves sweets and you do you are convincing me that it is a more healthful alternative 100 percent. and so we're aiming for like you know a healthy long life here so that I, i think that's a win okay uh, I believe the jury has agreed. I'm acquitted of all charges. Now, let's move on to this actual episode where we have three different topics that we want to kind of cram in here to discuss. Okay, so can I go back to my segue? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the reason why I said it was a good segue is because as I am just now getting over my little sickness, that is that was about three days of a cold. You had about three days of food poisoning immediately before that. Yeah. And then amidst all of that, we had a friend in town who, shout out to Jen, was visiting us for about a week to come and hang out with us in Portugal. And poor thing, like getting here when you had three food poisoning for three days of it. But she was a trooper and we did get to do plenty of things before yeah, we the, went down. The good news is the weather was kind of crappy after the first two days. So we got two good days. Right. And then after that, when it was crappy, it was like, well, it's kind of crappy weather right. anyway. But as of recording this, it's been about like a week of basically almost no work. Like, I mean, kind of, you know, you have to do, you have to check in and you have to do a couple of maintenance things to make sure that nothing's on fire. But in terms of like making real progress on like our tea tree goals and where, what we're trying to do, 
you know, I'm sitting here going, oh, I don't really have anything to show for like work-wise from the last week. And I think sometimes, you know, we started out the year feeling so much momentum and so much uh, enthusiasm towards our goals. And I just, I wanted to record an episode about what inevitably happens when that motivation and momentum dips and you start to feel like, I'm just not seeing progress because it happens for every person in every business, in every project, you're going to hit this point where you kind of feel like, man, I'm not seeing the results. And what do you do when that happens? And I want to talk about that. So that's one part. So the second part we want to talk about is also just what it's like to be kind of at the beginning of this journey of working on Tea Tree and and building it. Because I I think that this is the type of content that you make a YouTube video about it and you say like, we worked on our SaaS for two months and our revenue went down, (laughs) but like we've done a lot of things. And how does that feel? What do we do about that? So that's kind of the second thing we want to talk about. And then the last thing we want to talk about is the temptation to change everything. Yes. So when you lose momentum, when things aren't like, you know, up and to the right on your revenue charts and you get this urge to be like, well, this is really hard. Like maybe I should just go do a new exciting thing. What do you do when those feelings come up? So those are the kind of like three things we want to talk about. So let's, let's talk about the losing momentum first. Yes. Go ahead. So I kind of already described to you why it feels like we've lost momentum and it's just a very natural part of we're doing other things. And I think this is so much a part of the growing steady ethos and why I want, why I continue to want to show up and have a podcast about this different approach to business, which is when you're just a solo creator or you're a small team of creators or you're, you know, you work with your spouse or whatever that is, there's only so much that a small team can do. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much a small team can do when you're someone who wants to balance living a good life with that, right? So when friends come into town, we intentionally choose not to work during that time because we want to be present with our friends. And I feel like a big part of life is experiencing things with your friends. And I don't want them to feel like, hey, go do your thing while I, you know, do whatever, write an email for four hours. Like, I'm not saying that there weren't times in our lives where that was a necessity and we had to do that. But if I don't have to, I want to make the choice to be present. And so if you are someone who is choosing that way of operating your business, you are going to have to make peace with not making progress at the same rate as you see some of these glorified businesses around you. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, I, I feel like I have an interesting perspective on this, not from our personal experience, but from watching our Wandering Aimfully members, you know, work on their businesses. And I used to do these one-on-one check-ins with them every Monday. And I could very clearly see patterns throughout the year of almost every single person. And I probably did these check-ins with like over a hundred, maybe even 200 of them. Every single person at some point in the year loses momentum. Right. So this is like, even the people who have a team, they delegate everything, they know what they're doing. They've been, been in business for years. Like it happens to them as well. And it also happens to the people who are just getting started. They're trying to build their first thing. They're trying to figure it out, but they end up hitting a roadblock. And and I think one of the things that I always tried to come back to with them when that was happening was like feeling like you're losing momentum doesn't mean that your business train has come to a full stop. Totally. It just means that it has slowed down from the pace at which you wanted it to go. And I think that's a really important realization when you're feeling this feeling of losing momentum is like, oh, Everything didn't just like come to a halt. It didn't just like 
get derailed completely and now everything is just completely ruined it might feel like that because maybe sales have dropped off completely or maybe traffic has gone down or there's no new subscribers or any of those things but i think the point is to look at like the big picture of what you're trying to do and to go okay but have i moved forward in the grand scheme of where i was you know six months ago a year ago two years ago yeah absolutely like it's hard for anybody to say no they haven't because they've done something Definitely. And I feel like a good place to then place your energy using your train analogy is how can I shorten the amount of time it takes to then get the train back up to speed, right? And so I think for me personally, I look back over this past week and I go, oh man, like basically made no progress, right? A, I start by thinking of, yeah, but didn't make any work progress, but there are so much, there's so much more to my life than just work, right? So what progress did I make? Well, I deepened a relationship with a good friend of mine. I had experiences that I wouldn't have had if I was just working every day. Got those, a lot of snot out of your body. Those are memories. I got a lot of snot out of my body. Maybe, yeah, maybe the sickness part, I wouldn't have, uh, if I could go back, I would change that. But I, I think it's important to A, go, what was I doing during that time? So if for you, it was like, Maybe you took some time off to rest, you know, and you go, great. Well, I had a chance to recharge the batteries and that's fantastic. Or I was spending time with my family or maybe it was not even like a positive thing, but you had to, you know, you had something a left that came out of left field in your family and you had to be there for somebody that you love. Well, even though that's like a negative experience, it's a positive experience when you think of the fact that you have people that you love and that that's how you were spending your time, right? So I think number one is like, acknowledging that that time was spent doing other things besides work and around here we acknowledge the fact that our lives are about more than just work the second thing is then I go okay now I do want to get back on track I want to start feeling that momentum again where do I place my energy and for me personally it goes back to the daily like almost hour by hour like small decisions in order to get the train and the wheels turning again so for me it was immediately like I start identifying what are the small wins, right? So, okay, I can do this thing that's only going to take me a half hour and that's going to make me feel like I'm back on track. For me, also, my go-to is I spend a half hour going in Notion because that's where I keep everything and like my project management and I just clean everything up, right? So it's like some tasks have maybe been overdue because I thought I was going to get them done and I didn't. Cool. I assign new due dates and I sort of like refresh the entire system so that I feel like I'm back on a good foot again. And I don't take any time worrying about the fact that I thought I was going to get X done and I didn't. I just go, cool. Like I'm starting at square one again. Like let's get the pistons moving again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think the kind of the big important thing that I was going to say that kind of goes along with that is like, when you feel like you've lost momentum, the the goal is not to jump back into a big hairy task. The goal is to like reset the to-dos and find like a bunch of small things you can do. Exactly. To because that will give you momentum. Yeah. And that was always my takeaway for for the Waymers when I was working with them one-on-one was like, great, okay, I understand you feel this way. It happens to everybody. What are three things you can get done today that are easy? Yeah. Like, and there's all we all know there's always things to be done. There are always these little tasks that are kind of hanging out there. So if it's like cleaning up your notion or if it's going through your inbox and answering some things or if it's you know finishing a design of like a Canva PDF that you've been putting off forever, like whatever feels small, do that thing. Whatever feels easy, do that thing. Because once that thing gets done, then you go, oh, okay, great. Like that's the feeling of momentum. Like I finished a thing, now I can move on to the next yeah, thing. Yeah, and I do think it can be all too tempting to the second that you get that restart where you go, I'm going to jump back into work. 
it's tempting to go for the big thing yeah. because you feel like it's delinquent, right? You feel like you've made no progress on the big thing. So you want to get back to the big thing. But all that's going to do is make you feel overwhelmed. All that's going to do is remind you of the timetable that you're no longer on. So like Jason said, I think focusing on a couple of small things to get the momentum back is smart. And, and then finally for me, what has been making me feel okay about it because I started the year with such this mentality of like, you know, my word for the year is micro momentum. And I really wanted to feel like at least at the end of each day, I can do one thing that is like working towards my goals. And, you know, that was really the case in January, but maybe for the past week with being sick and with having a friend in town, that hasn't been the case. But something that makes me feel better that I told you this morning at breakfast is for whatever reason, this has been hitting and resonating with me lately, but it's the, and I've talked about it in a previous podcast episode, but it's the idea of this arrival fallacy. And I think Arthur Brooks was the one who talked about this on a podcast just to give credit. But the arrival fallacy is the thing that all humans can relate to that goes in your brain. You go, I'll finally be happy when, right? Like if I could just redesign my kitchen, I'll be happy then. If I could just reach X, Y, and Z goal, I'll be happy then. If I could just sell my business, I'll be happy then. If I could just uh, you know, find a partner, I'll be happy then. Like our brains are wired in order to do that. And there's an element of it where we need goals in order to wake up in the morning and feel like there's a purpose to our day. And there's a reason why we're moving forward. I think that's healthy. But when he was describing the fact that this is always a fallacy, because even if you reach that destination, you'll be happy for a moment, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't last. Like our brains are wired to not have it last. And for some reason that lately has just been very top of mind for me. So in this moment, when I think to myself, man, I haven't made any progress towards my goals. I take, I immediately just remind myself the goal itself is a fallacy anyway. Mm -hmm. So the fact that I haven't made progress is okay. I should never believe the lie in my head that says that happiness is on the other side of achieving that goal. So to me, it's all just like, I don't even know if I'm articulating this correctly, but it's sort of, to me, it takes the pressure off because it goes, well, Caroline, you know, that's a little bit of a fool's errand anyway. Like, you know, the goal is just something for your brain to chew on. It's not life and death for it to happen. And it's about the, the journey anyway. And it's about the day in and day out of doing that. So if you spent the past week day in and day out of doing other things besides that goal, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, and I think kind of to put a pin in this chapter of this podcast, the other thing very related to that is like, go back five years or 10 years, whatever like feels right to you in your life. Would 10 years ago, you look at your life now and be like, wow, great job. Like you've made it to a place that we wanted to get to. And and I think if the answer is in any way, yes, even if it's like 10% yes, then great. Like you need to sit with that and enjoy that and appreciate that and and look at like, let me compare my life to my life, not my life to what I see elsewhere and mm-hmm. what looks perfect and go, yeah, I have moved forward. I have gained momentum toward my goals. I might not be at whatever my big goal is, but that's okay. And I think that's just a part of life. And I think for us, that has been a huge shift throughout the years is to always look and go, yeah, but five years ago, we were at this place. And now we're at where we are now. And we're not at our enough number. We're not at our, you know, selling a business and like retiring and not having to worry about money for the rest of our lives. No, but do we get up and work on projects that we really like every day? And we have customers we really enjoy. And like, we can take a week off to wrap our hands around a toilet and to really get lost in some Kleenex. Absolutely. We can, you know, and I think that that is a really important way to reframe when you feel like you've lost momentum is, but where was I five years ago? And I I think for many people listening to this, you might be one of those people who like 
You've been working on your own business for the past couple of years, but five years ago, you were working for a nine to five that you absolutely hated and it was soul sucking. And you've now forgotten what that felt like every yeah. day. Like, do you remember the fluorescent lights in that damn office? Do you remember the boss who was always breathing down your neck? Do you remember the meaningless work you had to do on a crappy computer every single day? The office culture that you hated, like those are the things that we lose sight of as humans and it, they just get erased from our mind so mm -hmm. easily. But if you think back to them and you go, yeah. I don't have those anymore. Like I'm not doing 10 K months or whatever, but that doesn't matter because you've gotten out of a different part of a journey that really made you feel like you weren't doing fulfilling work. Definitely. All right. Let's move into part two of this. So you wanted to also talk about something that comes up a lot at this stage of the journey, which is it's important to remember when you're starting anything that you're going to have to start ugly. Yeah. So I, I really think this is such an important phrase for anybody who's at the beginning of a journey in building a business, or if you're pivoting a business, which kind of feels like it's what we're doing with Tea Tree. Like mm -hmm. Tea Tree is a, a business that makes $10,000 plus per month in revenue. Um, and that's not profit. That's just revenue. We have developers we have to pay. We have costs. We have all those things. Um, and we barely take any money from Tea Tree. But it does feel like we're at this pivot point where it feels like we're starting over. Yeah. Like we have built the application, like the software exists, but it has been mostly unchanged for quite a long time. There are so many things we want to do with it. There's so many things that we're thinking about, but it feels like we're just at this spot where everything feels like it needs to be done. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're at the beginning of your journey, you're starting a business, it feels like you have to do all the things you've never done before. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're pivoting, it's the same thing. So what I wanted to really hit home in this is this idea of like embracing the start ugly, embracing the fact that like there is no perfect way to do almost anything you're doing in business. And and I want to give an example. So we're currently looking at trying to better track our kind of customer's experience using Tea Tree, which is our online course platform, and what they're doing within the application. And and we it's funny enough when it started, my original co-founder installed this uh, product called Mixpanel, which kind of does that. And we ended up ripping it out of Tea Tree, like, you know, five, maybe it was like three or four years after we started, because we just never used it. Also, it was very beginning of that product existing. So I don't know even how helpful it was. Yeah. And just to give some context, the reason why this is important is because, especially in software, you can't make improvements to the product and form hypotheses about what is maybe going to keep a customer on longer or what's going to help them get to value faster if you can't track that, right? Yeah. So being able to have data of, okay, this is how many people are adding a new lesson. This is how many people are creating new courses, things like that is going to allow you to change something inside the app or even marketing wise, like, you know, add a new getting started guide, for example, mm -hmm. and be able to basically have results from that experiment to say, did this move the needle, right? Yeah. Did this mean that more people were getting in there and doing X, Y, and Z? But if you don't have data, you're never going to know if any of your efforts are doing anything or moving the needle. And the reason I say that is because I know a lot of you listening don't have software products, but you do have online businesses. And you know, if you want to form hypotheses about, okay, I'm going to change my welcome sequence, you want to know how many people are making it to the end of that sequence? How many people are opening those emails, right? So data can help inform that. Yeah. So getting back to my my story of this is, you know, you're taking over the kind of like customer relationship management on the back end, trying to kind of build out some of these um, data tracking things. And Mixpanel is coming back into Tea Tree, which is very funny. Um, and so we're going to do it. But the point that I want to make is, 
now in the way that it's set up, you have this like whole Google sheet that has like all these events that we can track and whatever. And, and what I can see happening is it's very overwhelming. Like this is incredibly like technical to think through. Uh, what if we don't get it right? What if we're not tracking the right thing? And I think this is where it's like, you just have to embrace the start ugly mindset. No one is going to give us an award. Like no one's going to show up at our door, ring our doorbell and go, Hey, here is your mix panel setup award. You got all of the events done correctly. And you get to have this trophy on your mantle forever. Man. I know. I wish. I know. I know. It doesn't happen. And I think it's a really important just metaphor for you to think about in your business of like, you could write the perfect welcome sequence. You could create the perfect online course. You could have the best client onboarding ever, but no one is going to show up and give you an award for doing it perfectly because there is no perfect. Yeah. And I mean, okay, maybe that resonates with you. Maybe you're someone who I know no one actually thinks anyone's going to show up with an award, but maybe just the idea of perfectionism is something that is hard for you to let go of. But for me, it's not really about the perfection. What it really comes down to is trying to save future me from problems, right? What That's what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to think through all the different ways that this could fall short so that future me doesn't have to solve a problem. But if you're if you're that person and that's what actually is driving your perfectionism or your procrastination as we call it, mm-hmm. um, what what helps me is to realize I cannot possibly think through all of those problems because they don't exist yet. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And so you have to start ugly in order to just we say this a lot around here is get clay on the table. Like you can't sculpt anything into this like masterpiece. If you don't just get a hunk of clay and a big, ugly hunk of clay on the table, then you can start sculpting. I'm going right? to throw out a movie metaphor that I don't know well, cause I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but <laughs> I know the scene in ghost okay. when Patrick Swayze is, is a ghost and has his arms around somebody. Is okay. it Whoopi? Is it who's the other it person? I thought it was Demi Moore. It's probably Demi Moore. That okay, would make, that more, makes sense. more sense. Um, and he's, they're sculpting together, right? Then this is a very iconic scene. He's like guiding her hands or whatever. And it's, it's very, whatever. If there's no clay on the table, that's not romantic. That's just weird. <laughs> but when there's clay, they're doing something, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's my metaphor I wanted to bring I'm up for everybody. I'm so glad that we took that little yeah. side jaunt. Thank you I so much I think everybody's going to appreciate that part of it yes. for sure. So the point is you got to get clay on the table. And I think also how this relates to just the overarching topic of momentum is you know, it's important that when you feel like you've lost momentum, a lot of times it might be because perfectionism is getting in the way, or it might be because you're overthinking some type of task where you're trying to prevent future you from encountering problems. And just to recognize you can't do that. And let, let future your future you solve those problems. Just remember also like almost nothing that you're going to do in your business is permanent. Like it's just for all of us yeah. who are building online businesses, everything is changeable. Everything is able to be redone. Everything is able to like, we could pull mix panel out completely and put it back in and redo all of it. Like it's, it's a pain and it's a bummer, but like, it is not something that is forever. And I think we're as online business owners, we're afraid of like these forever decisions. Everything we're doing can be changed. Definitely. So that is something we're reminding ourselves lately as well. And then I want to talk about the third thing, part three of this little where we're at with um, the inevitable slump in the creation, the creator's journey, which is when you start to feel like you're losing momentum, at least for us, we find that there always comes this point where this little whisper comes into your head that goes, 
Hey, what if you changed everything? What if, what if you built like a whole new thing? Hey, instead of this like project that you just started, because now you're realizing actually how difficult it is. What if you just scrapped the entire thing and you went a completely different direction? Yeah. Um, I Does have anyone a, else deal with that? Yeah. I have a hypothetical question for you. Not a hypothetical. I okay. just have a question for you. Okay. On the count of three, how often do I come to you and say like, I just want to blow everything up and change everything. How often does that happen? So we're just going to guess a time together okay. on the count of three of okay. how often that happens. Okay. I'm going to say how often I think it happens. Okay. And you can say often from your side how often you think it happens. Okay. okay. Three, two, one. Once, once a every year. four years. Oh! Okay. This is fun. Okay. okay. I, Only because the last one I could even think of was like that during time growing during Wayne. growing Wayne when I was like, don't do this, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. First of all, makes me feel great. Great. Uh, also, our creamy score is now up to nine point five. Um, <laughs> Explain the creamy rating system to me. It, do, it does not make it's sense. It's a bell curve. Did you understand? The jury said. Did you understand when a class of students got grades and then like one kid was like the super smart kid, so it brought everyone's grades up? That didn't make any sense. Or down? To me. I don't understand. Um, anyway, yeah. I, so I feel like in our business, I'm the like. Uh, antsy one that always wants to make new things. Like yes. I just, I love, and I just love making new things. Like of course. I, I've made As so many I. things in the past 15 years that like the new and exciting is always like invigorating and fulfilling and, and what have you. I feel like I'm doing that every year, but I think the reality is like you guessed, I'm actually doing it every couple no, years. No, you're doing it every couple years, but maybe give the people some context yeah. for this. So what happened was, uh, I don't know how long this was, a week or two. Um, you know, we were going on a walk and I just was having this moment where, you know, we've been working on tea tree kind of like full time, quote unquote, for a month and a half. It was not a walk. It was. It was right there. That's it fine. Was don't late. do this. Don't do the couple. Argument I'm not thing. doing the couples. It's important because it was 10 p.m. at night. Oh, that's fine. When we were about to go to bed. And I was Jason, on a walk in my mind. You were on a walk in your mind yeah. and you were listening. You were watching a podcast and you paused it and you went on this existential journey of maybe we should just build something new. And yeah. I was like, Hey bro, I'm trying to so, wind down right now. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't necessarily matter when it was, but the idea of this is that I'm looking at what we're working on with tea tree. And like, I can see all of the negative parts of working on it. I can see all the places where it's not fun to do, especially like this mixed panel thing. Like that hurts my brain. That's not where my brain operates well. And so like, I don't like doing those things. And that's not to say that every part of business has to be something you like, but like, I think with Wayne, that is a good example of like, we have found a business that we pretty much like almost every single part of it. And now we're getting into tea tree and working on it. And like, I don't like half of these things. And it's mostly because I don't understand them. Like right. I'm not a developer. I don't write code. Uh, I don't understand deep uh, analytics of a software. I don't even know how to get them. I don't know what we're trying to do. I just want to like make fun things. And so I was having this moment where I was just like, should we just stop working on this and like instead make something else that's fun and new and different? And like you said, like, I think this happens every four years more than every year. Right. Like I think it does. And, and I think you did a great job of kind of the same thing I would do if I was talking to a version of myself who was yeah. doing this, which is like, you got to stay the course, like pun well, intended for online my course software. I did a, I think I did a terrible job of sort of. Well, it was of, 10 PM at night. That's, a, that's the point that I was trying to make is I looked back and I was like, I really wish that I would have validated your feelings a little bit more, but it was 10 PM and I was sort of like, Hey man, don't do this. Don't do this to me right now. Um, but what I was trying to communicate to you in that moment was 
we just got started. It feels, this is the funny thing about time. And I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but you know, let's say you, you set a goal for 2024 and you feel like all this time has gone by and you don't have a lot to show for it, right? Like maybe you're on a big health journey this year and you wanted to kick it off January 1st and you're going, you're looking, you know, in the mirror at the gym and you're going, I don't see muscles. I don't see muscles. And it feels like you've been showing up day in and day out for six weeks and you're like, I don't see muscles. But you zoom the lens out and you're like, hey, we're a month into the year. Mm -hmm. Realistically, a month and a half into the year. And that was kind of like my comment to you is like, we're still just in the foundation phase right now. I know it's frustrating to look up and go, we're not seeing any momentum, but it's because we haven't done anything yet and we can't do anything until we set the foundation. And everything that we're putting energy into is going to pay off. It's just that it doesn't have any like jazz. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have any like tangible it, feelings. It of, doesn't of have any tangible momentum. feelings right now. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, this is why I do think having like a business buddy is so helpful. I think being in a business community, like, you know, not to plug our own thing, but Wayman Limited is so helpful because sometimes you need that sounding board to remind you, like, keep going. Yeah. And the thing that I wrote down here, which I think is so important is, you know, we say that a calm business is one that's predictable, one that's profitable and one that's peaceful, but you, you never make it to predictability until you push through the monotony. Like you have to go through monotony in order to get to a place where you can experience the freedom that comes with predictability. And for years and years, we operated in this kind of chaos of let's build a new thing. Let's do a new idea. Let's do. And that was fun. And it really was. And I, and I have no desire to like abandon that in our businesses. But the best thing that ever happened to us was pushing through when we started WAME, getting to that place of monotony, getting to that place of where we feel like, you know, it's it's just like, I don't know, is it going to work? Like it's, I don't really feel the momentum and pushing through anyway. And because we pushed through that, we were able to get to a place of predictability. And I think you and I can both agree that that predictability has changed our lives. Yeah, for sure. 100%. And I think the thing for me that I come back to in this moment, it, you know, of wanting to change everything or wanting to build a whole new thing. And I think you did a good job of, of reminding me of this as an opportunity for us is like, well, let's do something fun exactly. for teachery and let's have that be an outlet for this like need that's within me. And let's figure out what that is and let's assign something to that. And then, you know, funny enough, I just the other day I was listening to a podcast I told you about and um, it's of a company we actually use for our little feedback tool in Teachery. And they basically do like every six months, they just let their developers just build something for fun for like two weeks. Yeah. And so, you know, this is their opportunity to be like, it doesn't even, it doesn't even have to do anything with our application, just like it's a fun side project to do it. And, you know, obviously we've always heard of like the Googles is like, you know, 10% of your work week or 20% of your work week is just like your own time or whatever. But I think for us, it's something that we've never really done because we've always worked on stuff that we really liked anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think now that we're working on Tea Tree, which is, it, there are so many parts of it that just aren't fun because of the nature of the type of business that it is. It's a piece of software. Well, and Uncle Jerry, Uncle Jerry, Uncle Jerry, Uncle Jerry just, man, so many dusty boxes filled exactly. with weird things. Uh, but I think for me, like that is a really good outlet for this is to be able to say, if every six months we could do something fun with Tea Tree that's just like out there and different and interesting. And like, even if it doesn't come to light, like even if it's like some type of feature that we're just like, I don't even know how this fits in necessarily. Like, it doesn't have to have like a perfect end goal, but let's build it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And let's just like have that be an expectation 
exploratory journey to like stretch this muscle of wanting to change everything. And instead of changing everything, it's just changing a small thing or building a small thing and being okay with the fact that like, that's just stretching that muscle for me. And then we can move on. Yeah. And what I have come to, to realize now over many years of experiencing this whole, like, let's blow everything up feeling is you get a lot of value out of asking yourself, why do I feel this way? And so when you brought that up to me, I was like, okay, let's, let's dig into why are you feeling this way? And I realized it was after you were watching this podcast and they were building this really cool thing and they were really making an impact on an industry. I don't remember the podcast, but I remember you being like, their product is cool. Like it's doing new things. And I was like, okay, well let's dig into that. So that's where the, the trail led you down to, I want to blow up everything, but it was the seed of this one thing, which is this is cool. This is different. This is unique. So what is a way that we could satisfy that itch without blowing up everything? Yeah. And that's where we were like, cool, like let's come up with a little side project that would give you that feeling of I'm doing something cool and unique and different when I don't have to completely, you know, either blow up my business or build a whole new thing in order to experience that that core feeling that you're on the hunt for. Does that yeah. make sense? So coming soon to Tea Tree are what we're calling 10 second courses. You get 10 <laughs> seconds to go through as much of the courses you can and then it expires forever. Yeah. It's basically like the Instagram story of courses and you can never get that information again. <laughs> so you're going to spend six months building a course that someone's going to get for 10 seconds and that's it. Yeah. We hope you enjoy that we feature. We think it's going to be really big. Um, I do like your last bullet point here to wrap this sucker up. Yeah. It's just two words. Yep. And I think it's great advice, and it's advice we have given thousands of entrepreneurs over the years. Keep going. Just keep going. And and I, I want, I hope that if you're listening to this and you're at a place where you feel like you've lost momentum or maybe, you know, you're on the cusp of feeling like you're losing momentum or you see just a huge roadblock ahead of you of a change or a pivot or whatever, you can look back at where you were again five years ago or 10 years ago and see like, but I'm in such a better place. Like uh, overall, like it doesn't necessarily maybe mean financially you're in a better place, but like you're not in a soul sucking job. You're not at a, in, you know, a situation where you feel like you have no ideas and nothing going for you. There is a lot of opportunity. There is a lot of momentum to be had. You just need to keep going. And remember that there's so much more to life than work. Yeah. And I hope that you believe that. And that's why you listen to this podcast. But if you're someone who believes that there's more to life than just work, Sometimes it means that your pace is going to slow down and that's okay. And remind yourself that you're just, you're a full human being who's living a full life and things are going to ebb and things are going to flow and just keep going. Um, Would you say there's like a delicious, like pint size thing that's like not involving work that is very fulfilling and rewarding to have? Would you say that? Nope. Like I could be six of those pints in the freezer that are like, nope. there's a strawberry one. There's a chocolate one. we got the butter pecan one in there. There's a couple what's of vanillas. Our, what's our creamy score up to, babe? <sighs> Solid 9.5. 9.5. Solid okay. 9.5. Well, so, you, you really did something there with the math. Yeah. Uh, creamy I math. didn't do anything. That just You've it, heard of girl math. You've heard of all the <laughs> math. This is creamy math. This is creamy math. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's our show. We hope you enjoyed it and we hope it helps you. We'll see you next week. Keep going, folks. Bye. Bye.